It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only D-O-Double-G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's TIP, man. Hi, this is Jill Scott. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, June 16th. I'm Donald Ware. We kick the HBCU Football Daily Podcast off for the fourth consecutive year. And we're going to get things started with the Alcorn State Braves. SWAC champions two times over, uh, and as a matter of fact, got a good football team coming back for 2020. On the line, we are joined by the play-by-play voice for Alcorn State football. And this gentleman not only knows Alcorn State football, he knows the SWAC. He knows sports itself. Charles Edmond, play-by-play voice for Alcorn State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Charles? Hey, Donald, I appreciate those comments. One thing I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen with this virus and how that's going to impact college football. That's one thing I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Let me start there. Do you think we will have a 2020 collegiate football season, and will it start on time? Donald, you're making me think here. You're paying me to think. Uh, You're putting me on the spot. Um, Yes, I do think there will be a football season. Um, just, I listen to different talk shows and different um, columnists who cover college football a lot and do a lot deeper dive into the, the inner workings in terms of decision-making of this more so than me. You know, I'm kind of on the swag level, and I've talked with our commissioner recently, and I've talked with our athletics director, Derek Horn, recently. Um, it's ebbs and flows, but if you look at the Power Five, and I know we can't compare ourselves, but I think we're all copycatting off of each other anyway. Uh, you know, these players are coming back on campus. They're doing their conditioning, and we're seeing we're seeing outbreaks. And uh, places like University of Houston, they've actually had to stop. They've actually had to pause. Uh, but I, I think we're going to have a season, um, and and hopefully there won't be any interruption. I do think every athletic director, including our commissioner, is prepared that if this thing gets out of hand, we have another outbreak like some of the medical experts are predicting, where they could very well pause the season. Uh, so I'm, I think the season will start on time, but right now these outbreaks are causing some, some concern. I think they were expecting it, a lot of folks. But if it continues in, in great numbers, we got to sit and think about it a little bit. And I think that's, that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, no, great points. Uh, you, now, I know when you and I uh, talked at the, the Celebration Bowl this past year and all the years that I've known you, 
I did not know, quite honestly, that you had been the play-by-play voice for Alcorn State for so many years, going back to, uh, you know, obviously even b- the, the days before Steve McNair. Yeah, uh, Steve, well, actually, Steve and I arrived at the same time, okay. 1991. Um, so we arrived at that point, and that was one year before Jack Thinks Marino Castle Stadium opened. We actually played uh, my first year in the old Henderson Stadium. Uh, the stadium, the press box, the stands are no longer there. It's kind of our track field now. So, uh, you know, I do all corn football. It was a great product, you know, when I when I took the gig. And, and you see, you know, we've had our ebbs and flows. We've had the highs and lows. We've won SWAC championships. And then we've, we've gone on 11 in which folks were picketing and protesting and wanting changes. Like we're seeing now in society, people want change. We had, on 11, we had an on 11 season and, and people were, were not happy with it. So that's just the way it goes. Sports is a great thing, but it can be not so great at times. And I've been through the highs and the lows, and right now we're on a high. Uh, but, you know, talking with our football coach here recently, he's very concerned because he wants to get his players on campus this summer, hopefully the second session, second summer session, which starts right after the 4th of July. He'll be able to do that, get some conditioning in, I think the NCAA is going to give you six weeks to get ready, and and hopefully uh, we'll be able to get get his players on campus and get ready for Auburn week one. Charles Edmund is the play-by-play voice for Alcorn State Football, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What has it been like, uh, Charles, with respect to the football program in terms of the communication, et cetera? I'm sure the coaches are doing a lot of Zoom calls with the players. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's all the coaches are doing it. And uh, Fred McNair is kind of, he's doing some of it, but he says he's not really a, a, a technologically savvy guy. He said if he, were, if he were a student today, he wouldn't know what to do with the Internet and Zoom meetings and camera phones and all that stuff. He's not really into the technique. He's not a techie, as they say. Uh, but he's left that up to the, to the younger coaches. They understand that, and he just kind of, goes along for the ride. Um, I, I, do, I know that they are in constant contact with the players via Zoom, and uh, I think the one big question mark is what kind, of, what kind of shape are they in? I mean, you can't replicate football conditioning in your garage. You know, you can't replicate football conditioning in the playground or in the sandbox when it's you and your homeboy throwing the ball around. I think that's the biggest concern, and you know, you, you, you can't go too fast or too slow with it. I mean, you can't accelerate it because they're not in football shape, and they won't be because you haven't had – you had three days of spring camp before everything shut down. So they've been kind of on their own. You know, Lonnie Maddox, our strength and conditioning coach, he's been in on the Zoom and, you know, sending these players videos of some stuff they can do on their own. But it doesn't replicate what they would normally be dealing with in, in a regular environment. So I, I think – Fred McNair obviously is skittish about about that, like every coach he is, in terms of how long it's going to take for his players to be in the best possible shape and how fast or how slow do you go as you get ready for the upcoming season. Because you can hurt yourself by going either way. If you go too fast, you, you, can, hurt, you can hurt yourself. Or if you go too slow, knowing that you got a game coming up, it can work that way as well. So I, I think that's the biggest concern. He wants these guys on campus how that will look like, when that will happen. We're working on it after the 4th of July for the second summer session. 
but he he's clearly jittery and antsy like every coach is wanting to get uh his his players on campus so he can kind of get them get them in shape and get them ready to go yeah, no question. I mean, and, and, and I'm not mad at him. I mean, in terms of the, you know, whole technological thing, I mean, he's old school and he's won, and that's what's most important. Uh, significant moves in the offseason uh, for Alcorn State, bringing in a top uh, wide receiver, and that's a position that obviously is depleted uh, coming for, for Alcorn State, for the Braves coming into the 2020 season. Uh, but yeah, clearly. You know, we, we lost for Darius Anderson. We lost with Charles Pringle. I mean, those are two two of our top receivers, um, and and clearly there's there's a bunch of guys that that's kind of vying for four or five spots. You know, normally we've got twelve or thirteen wide receivers, you know, in, in a normal situation. But clearly we, we you know we we lost twenty seven seniors, Donald Ware, twenty seven this past season, and you know there are some years in which you lose only a handful, and there are some years you lose a bunch. And we lose 27, and that's a lot to replace. And you, you talk about one of your top running backs up front. We we lost a lot, especially on both sides of the, of the line. Um, we lost Solomon Muhammad, our our, 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 our middle linebacker. Um, our back end is young and pretty good, but you know, other, and even with our quarterback Noah Johnson is no longer with us. Felix Harper's the guy who's going to back him up. So there's 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 a lot there's a lot to talk about with race football and you know you you know you kind of know what you got but then the other concern is obviously you know our other teams getting better and as they try to catch up to you and try to get what you have which is trying to win another division title we lost a lot there's a lot of work to do and not a lot of time to get it in especially with COVID nineteen taking over yeah. How does a guy – you mentioned the receivers. How does a guy like transfer out of Vanderbilt, C.J. Bowler, come in and sort of help to um, offset, if you will, some of the losses at wide receiver? Well, I mean, he's, he's one piece in the puzzle. And, um, you know, clearly the athleticism that, that he brings, you know, coming from a, an, an SEC school, um, I think clearly he will be on the field. Clearly he's got the speed. He's got the height. And um, all I've heard is that he's a big-time playmaker. And, uh, you know, Fred, Fred McNair doesn't really get all that excited about any player. I mean, he smiles, and I think for every player, he's excited about him, especially, you know, if, they, if he's on the roster and he's able to do some things. So I think, you know, again, with the pieces that we lost on offense, especially up front, if you can, you can get a talent like that, especially from an SBS program in Vanderbilt, a program that has not done a whole lot in the, in the SEC level. There's no doubt about that. They're kind of, we all know what Vanderbilt's been about in the SEC in football for a number of years. But to get a kid like that who's from Mississippi, by the way, he wanted to be closer to home. So that, that kind of fit the mold in terms of what he was looking for. So I, I think he'll bring a lot of uh, athleticism. He'll bring a, a lot of height, a lot of speed. And uh, Felix Harper, he can hang in there and deliver the football. We saw that last year. So if he can continue to do that, if our offensive line holds up, gives him time to throw the football and find him, uh, I, I think that'll add to to even more excitement along with Nico Duffy in the backfield. Charles Edmond, play-by-play voice for Alcorn State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Felix Harper came out of, you know, to the point – uh, Noah Johnson was the guy coming in, some injuries. You look at uh, what Harper was able to come in and do a magnificent, phenomenal season. 
I mean, this and I had a chance to say I was very impressed with him at the Celebration Bowl. You look at the numbers, you're like, okay, great numbers, good touchdown to interception ratio, throws for a lot of yards. But then you look at him play, and you're like, this guy with the seven-step drops, the throwing of the football, he can air that thing out, legitimate. Talk about him and the expectations for him in 2020. Well, I mean, my expectations really were blown off the map in when he came off the bench against McNeese. I mean, it wasn't like it was going to take him time to get acclimated with him being the guy. Uh, the game against McNeese in which we were down and we almost won that football game, I think he had some turnovers early in that, in, in coming in off the bench in that game. Of course, nerves and, you know, a couple of bad turnovers. But the preview game is where he really grew up. And uh, from that moment on, you knew this was going to be our guy. And, one thing about Felix Harper is not like he's got jittery feet. He stays in the pocket. He's going to take the shots, and he's going to hit his reads. Noah Johnson, as good as he was, and he had the longest run in school history of 91 yards uh, for all the great things he did. He was terrific. Uh, sometimes he would leave the pocket and try to make things happen on his own, which a lot of times were good things. But there are times in which you got to hang in the pocket and find those targets. And that's what Noah, that's what uh, Felix Harper was able to do. He was able to hang in there. He was able to find those receivers. And now he's got another one at his disposal. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do to really stand in there. He's got a new quarterback's coach that's going to be working with him. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing year because everybody knows who Felix Harper is now. If, if you don't know who Felix Harper is, you've been living under a rock. You know who he is now. Every SWAC team knows who he is. So now it's up to him to elevate his game to that next level. Noah Johnson did it. Lenore's Footman did it. John Gibbs did it. And now can Felix Harper do it? We'll find out. Defensively, what does that defense look like? Losing a couple of guys, but that was a pretty good defense in 2019. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, de- defensively, we're going to lose some guys up front, um, but I talked with defensive coordinator Cedric Thornton, and there are a lot of guys last year that got a lot of experience. So it's just a matter now of crafting and developing that experience. Um, we have a new defensive line coach in Darian Moody. He played at Alcorn. He worked uh, with Jay Hobson at USM. He was actually at Mississippi Valley last year, and now he's back home. Uh, so you look at what Cedric Thorne's going to bring, pressure, just a matter of, and as he's told me, he's got the pieces. When you lose a Solomon Muhammad, when you lose a Javon Morrison, who had a big kickoff return against Southern in the SWAC championship game, you lose a lot. But the pieces are there. It's just a matter of crafting and shaping those puzzle pieces into something pretty good. And I think if there's a guy that can do it, Cedric Thornton can do it. And uh, this this might be one of his bigger challenges, but he's had those before, and he stood to the challenge in terms of building a defense, and I think he'll do it again this year. Yeah, last thought, you know, I, I look at, you know, this recruiting class, and it looks like a very – I mean, it's a, we had it top five, a number five. Uh, as a matter of fact, you look at a guy like a Austin Bolton coming in, a Juco kid out of running back. You look at the Leatherwood kid out of high school. I mean, the numbers that he put up. I mean, it, you know, we, we can debate. It can be a debate of who's had – if you can say that uh, uh, Alcorn State is running back you, is A&T is running back you. I'll tell you what. 
Alcorn State keeps a stable of running backs. You mentioned Nico Duffy. He's got some guys that can come in and and and, and sort of help to tote that rock as well. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, you got guys like uh, Marsh and others that 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 are ready to that are ready to step up. Um, I, I think clearly we're able to run the football, and that's one of the reasons. That's well, not one of the reasons. That's the reason why we've been so successful on offense, and it keeps it keeps getting proven. If you can run the football, it opens up everything else. And by the Braves being able to run the football with Arnold Walker and other guys over the years, that just opens up the passing game. So I think it's clearly it's going to be Nico Duffy. Um, we've had P.J. Simmons in the past. But, you know, different type of backs, and it starts with up front. And, you know, an offensive line, you'll have to continue to improve. And if we do that, let Nico Duffy get four or five yards that open things up check downs, then you got Felix Harper who can hang in there and make things happen. I think offensively, you know, this this Braves team will probably be what they've always been. Now the, the biggest question I think is going to be on special teams. We lost one of the, the best kickers we've had at all corn and Corey McCullough. And uh, we'll see what that looks like in terms of a new punter in place kick, uh, kicker because McCullough did all the kicking duties for three years. Uh, for the most part, we got a little bit more from a different kicker this past season, and we'll see how that looks like as we go into 2020. But I think that's probably the biggest question for Alcorn right now in terms of our kicking game. But I think defensively, Cedric Thornton will build the pieces. Offensively, you got Felix Harper, you've got uh, you've got Nico Duffy in the backfield. We'll see how that O line gets remade a little bit, and um, you know it's going to be a tough schedule. I mean, we we got to go to Southern. Um, a and M, we got to go to A and M towards the end of the season. We open up with Auburn. Uh, Valley's going to be improved. We go to Valley, and uh, I, I think you know all corn and Alabama A and M. You got Glass coming back at quarterback. Uh, he lost some weapons. I think it's going to be a very exciting Eastern Division, especially with you know in the future with Florida A and M coming in in the conference. I think it's going to make it even more exciting. Yeah, you like you like Florida A and M coming into the swag. I do. It was kind of a surprise. Uh, you know, I talked with the commissioner, and and there's uh, some things I learned about it that Florida A&M sought, the, sought out the SWAC to join the SWAC. It wasn't like the SWAC sought out Florida A&M. So, of course, they had to clear their hurdles, you know, get cleared clearance from their board. And uh, once they got the clearance, it was just a matter of time before the SWAC would, would bring them on board. I do like it. I've never been in Tallahassee. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this Alcorn Florida A&M rivalry uh, shakes out. I think everyone who's a follower of HBCU football, and especially the SWAC, is excited about it. Um, but as a follower of HBCU football, you love what the SWAC is doing. But what's going to be left of the MEAC? What's Dr. Dennis Thomas going to do in terms of trying to build his confidence back up? Because he's lost three powerhouse teams with North Carolina A&T, Hampton, and Florida A&M. What's the MEAC going to look like in the next two or three, four years? I'm, I'm, look, I'm thinking about that a little bit more. I'm excited about the SWAC, but I'm also worried about the MEAC. So if you're a follower of HBCU football, and I know you're on that side of it, Donald Ware, what's the MEAC going to look like in the next few years? It, it is a very, very valid 
question. He knows all things Alcorn State. He knows all things SWAC. He is the play-by-play voice for the Alcorn State Braves. He is Charles Edmond. Joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Charles, appreciate you kicking things off with us, man. We look forward to talking with you throughout 2020. All right, Don. I appreciate you saying. We're very appreciative of Charles Edmond joining us on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast to talk some Alcorn State football. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On our very first day, we got three more days left this week. We have two and a half months or about eh, a little more than two months remaining of previewing all 52 HBCU football playing institutions. And then, of course, once the season starts, we're going to have the HBCU football daily podcast giving you thoughts on HBCU football. For all those Alcorn State fans and specifically those in the Natchez area, those around Alcorn State in that Lorman, Mississippi, St. Joseph, Louisiana, uh, if you look at Port Gibson, Mississippi, Fayette, etc., Waterproof, Louisiana, all in those areas, you can listen to From the Press Box to Press Row each and every Thursday at 7 p.m. on 91.7 FM WPRL. Don't forget to tell a friend about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Uh, again, we're going to take a look at Bowie State on tomorrow. Our first three shows are going to look at the defending champion of respective divisions. For more information on From the Press Box to Press Row, log on to our website at boxtorow.com and we'll talk with you tomorrow. Just hit the east side of the LBC On a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak All you search know what's up with 213